Talk the, the Thrones. Thrones. The Ringer's instant reaction show for all things Ice and Fire is back. Now as a pod. To cover the new Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon. Every Sunday night, the Ringerverse, Chris Ryan, that's me. Joanna Robinson. And I, Mallory Rubin, will be breaking down the latest episode. Sharing our thoughts on all the schemes and plots. Uh, schemes and plots are the same thing. Dragons. And incest. Hey, it's a Game of Thrones show. So boot up your favorite podcast player and head to the Dragon Pit. Because fire and pods will rain. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz and I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. And today we are going through the perfect draft round by round. Our favorite picks in every round. We're going through Yahoo's average draft data and we're just going to look at, you know, the picks that the players that we like at value. Obviously, we have our rankings at fantasyfootball.thereer.com. But luckily, you can take advantage of the other rankings on the other sites that you'll be drafting on because we don't think they're as good. But everyone else in your league will be following those rankings like sheep and you can take advantage of them. So... We're going to go through every round. We're going to start with the first, obviously, although it's kind of a weird one to start with. We'll talk about later in the first round because the first round, obviously, we have rankings for a reason. We have Christian McCaffrey first because it's like, you know, no risk it if you get the biscuit. Take Christian McCaffrey if you're kind of afraid of him getting hurt. Take Jonathan Taylor. Take Justin Jefferson. Take Cooper Cup, whoever. Take Austin Eckler for all you want. Live your own life. Let's act like the first round, those guys are all off the board. So there's no Jonathan Taylor. There's no Austin Eckler. There's no Christian McCaffrey. No Justin Jefferson. No Cooper Cup. You have like, let's call it like, I don't know, the seventh pick, sixth pick, whatever. DK, mm. who are you targeting in like the first round in that situation? So obviously you want to have a top four or five or six pick in a draft. That's advantageous because there's players that I like a little bit more over there. But I would say there's two guys it comes down to for me, Dalvin Cook of Minnesota and Jamar Chase. You didn't say Chase, right? Like Chase. Is no, he's on the, on board. the board. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel very confident that Jamar Chase has like an extremely high floor. I think this offense could potentially play a little bit faster pass a little bit more obviously if you remember last year they're really trying to protect joe burrow at the beginning of the season and they're running a lot they weren't really moving him around they didn't really let him kind of go and be himself i guess until like later in the season his his average passes per game went up significantly down the stretch and so seeing what chase could do last year i mean imagine if he has a little bit more volume i know that he's due for negative regression in the touchdown department, but I think he's just that good that he could be one of those guys that is just an outlier all the time. I think my goal, and we'll get to this in the second round, but my goal in the first round, if I don't have picks, honestly, one or two, if I'm not getting McCaffrey or Jonathan Taylor, I want to get out of here with a receiver. And I'm happy with Cooper Cup, Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I honestly think Stefan Diggs is kind of underrated a little bit right now because mm. he's uh, he's just kind of not the new sexy toy like, like the other guys are. Um, so... If I could, and I have picked six through 12, I want to get out of here with a wide receiver so I can get another good running back in the second round who I think is underrated. So our in our rankings, we have Dalvin Cook sixth. We have Derrick Henry seventh. I feel like Craig is not pulling trigger on Derrick Henry realistically in the first eight picks. No, the only running backs I'm doing, I, I would take Dalvin Cook. I think that's a solid pick, and I would take mm -hmm. Najee Harris. Other than that, 
um, I'm getting a wide receiver. So what's the pick, DK, where you kind of feel uncomfortable? Because in the first round, no matter what pick you have, you kind of always are like, okay, this is how I would go, right? And then there's kind of a cliff where you're like, oh, I don't know what I would do at this point. So I actually am pretty comfortable. Like, I mean, Justin, like, I don't even fifth. Maybe I'm dumb, but I, I'm still a little afraid of getting on the Derrick Henry train for the, the mm -hmm. cliff here. I'm happy with Justin Jefferson. I'm happy with Dalvin Cook. I'm happy with Jamar Chase. I'm happy with Najee Harris for the Steelers. And honestly, at that point, I'm also fine if Derrick Henry falls to me. So the top nine players I'm pretty happy with. And then if I have 10th, I guess I would kind of begrudgingly <laughs> take like Joe Mixon or Stephon Diggs or Devonta. Is that where you are? Like the 10th pick, which is pretty good in the first round. Yeah, it's not. You don't feel as good about that first pick, obviously. But then with the snake draft, you you come back, you get two for yeah. one. So I mean, it kind of evens out. Um, truly low. Like if I had my choice of a of a draft slot, I probably would take four, because I feel very comfortable with any of the top four. And then I just like, you know, but you feel comfortable with the top four because you're assuming McCaffrey and Taylor go, and then you're gonna have your pick of Cup or Jefferson. Yeah. Realistically, Justin Jefferson might fall to at eight this year because everyone wants a running back. People are going to take Derrick Henry earlier, Austin Eckler. Like, you know, people might not take Cooper Cup till fifth. You can get Justin Jefferson eighth, which I think is like perfect, honestly. That's Do we want to make Justin Jefferson our pick in this round then, like our favorite guy? Because you can get him potentially, like you were saying. You can get him early or you can get him late, potentially, depending yeah. on your league. Yeah, it's almost like I want to have like Jefferson and then like a parentheses Jamar Chase, basically saying like, if you can yeah. get Jefferson, we feel great about it. But if he goes third and you have the ninth or 10th pick in your draft, you probably still could get Jamar Chase. So we're, we're kind of like landing on get a high end wide receiver because there actually is a bit of a drop off between the first round wide receivers and the second round. I'm very confident in the first nine or 10 players. Uh, second round, guys, I'm for me, the person that leaps off the board here is, is Saquon Barkley. And uh, yep. I mean, in yep. Yahoo leagues, he's like going 20th and ESPN, he's going like 28th. We have him freaking like top 12. I mean, Saquon We've got him 10th and a half PPR. I mean, I think Saquon is a first round running back. You can get in the second or third round and it's the exact kind of thing where if you can start your draft like Justin Jefferson and Saquon, I'm on cloud nine. Have we ever put our eggs in a basket for one player collectively as much as we have Saquon in the history of this show? <laughs> Probably not. I don't think I, so. I feel fine about it. It's like when Matthew Barry went all in on Michael Vick that one year and it just crashed oh, yeah. and burned. Like there is the potential that Saquon Barkley is just like Mike Davis times 10 in this whole show, just craters. <laughs> we'll be looking for new jobs. <laughs> My next contract is dependent on Saquon Barkley not rolling his ankle. No, well, maybe pressure. we could be running back for the Falcons if we, you oh know, my God. Just True. Uh, the other one is also CD Lamb. Yeah. These are the two guys I had circled as well. He's the only other, he's the only receiver in this second tier that I'm comfortable with. Tyreek Hill, I don't think I'd want. Debo Samuel, I don't think I'd want. Uh, but yeah, CD is his target share. He's going to get so many damn targets this year as the number one. I like it. The dark horse second rounder that I would throw out here is DeAndre Swift. The Lions running back. I'm starting to get more confident in him again because there's a number of things. But first of all, obviously, I think the offensive line for the Lions is one of the better ones in the NFL. Potentially could make an even bigger the jump. Offensive this year. Lions. The offensive Lions. The offensive loins. Remember when <laughs> Solak broke the news during the draft of the Lions and it, he accidentally spelled it loins? That was the best. Um, anyways, he came out, DeAndre Swift came out in the media the other day and he wants a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving. Probably not going to happen. I, I, I also I, would like that. Can we like collect <laughs> all the players predicting their own stats and get like a little batting average on what they predict? <laughs> it's probably very, very low. Uh, I will say, though, I think that 
overall, the reason we have so many running backs early, this is important to talk about because if we get Justin Jefferson or Chase, as Craig was saying in the first round, you come back at Saquon or Swift or Kamara, whoever in the second. But also, if you go running back, running back, it's also incredible because as I think we're going to go the next six rounds here, there are so many receivers coming up. So I do think I probably want a running back, if not two, in the first two rounds this year. At least one. Mm-hmm. I'm not super comfortable starting out with like Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb. You can totally do it if you want. It's just a little. Yeah, that would be an interesting build. Let's go Saquon here. We got to go Saquon. Let's go Saquon. It's such eye candy, though. I feel like every year it always sounds good to start with two big stud running backs. But as, we, as, as we've seen by looking backwards, most of these guys flame out or get hurt or and, and then you're scrambling the entire year. And that's what receivers offer you is security and stability. That's why I think I'd like to go one one receiver, one running back in the first two rounds. Third round, the guys that jump off me for me here is if you want to get a tight end, there's Kyle Pitts. And then I also just love Michael Pittman for the Colts. Like, no matter whether you want, if you go running back, running back, Michael Pittman's a good first running back. And then if you get Justin Jefferson to chase whoever digs, and if Michael Pittman's your second guy, I think you're golden. I almost have no problem with anybody on I this know. list. I know. I was going to say, I like everybody in good. round three. Yes. And like, oh, here, I'll rattle off a few of the guys here that are in round three, according to Yahoo's ADP. Lenny Fournette, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, Zeke, T. Higgins, James Conner, Cam Akers, Kyle Pitts. I like all those players. Uh, maybe you hate Cam, Cam Akers. Cam Akers is, makes me nervous. Patrick Mahomes, David Montgomery, Michael Pittman. James Conner makes me a little nervous, too, because... Eh, I'm into it. I'm into him. James like Conner... So I do think that Eno Benjamin is going to be probably more of a role, a, a bigger role this year than we think. And also, you know what's crazy? You know those things that happen in a given season and you just kind of forget? Yeah. Remember the Cardinals started like 7-0 and last year? Yeah. They always, don't, like, they always just fall off a cliff in the second half. I, the Eno Benjamin thing is overblown. I mean, Chase Edmonds I, I agree. played yeah. 12 games last year and and was like splitting time. But with Connor, Connor was starting to become really good when he got hurt. That's All I'm saying is that of this loot group of people, we always talk about like sometimes in fantasy – you just need to like get over the fact that you like don't just have elite players all the time. Having said that, all of the players in this group are so unbelievably talented. Like mm-hmm. T. Higgins, Kyle Pitts, Patrick Mahomes, I, I, Mike Evans, and then you also just have like James Conner in this group. And part of me does feel a little dumb if he's it just, doesn't. He's work just out. boring. Just being honest, I think we can. So we can do this by process of elimination because we got basically all these guys highlighted. I think Lenny Fournette is making me a little nervous of late because the offensive line for the Buccaneers has been decimated by injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a little bit more hype about um, Rashad White kind of playing a bigger role in the passing game that could potentially make Fournette's most... Like, the most valuable thing about Fournette last year was he caught a ton of passes. And if that gets, you know, chipped, whittled away this year, that that definitely makes him, like, less attractive to me. Mike Evans, dealing with a hammy. Just hate to see that. Keenan Allen, a little bit older. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm looking at Kyle Pitts right here. Yeah, I like Kyle Pitts, too. Kyle Pitts is my favorite pick in this range. To be, so we're doing a 12-round draft, a 12-team draft here. So we're talking kind of like early 30s, which is where we have him. I'm, I'm fine with Kyle Pitts. I kind of like the idea of getting Pittman, but like, I, 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 we could do Kyle Pitts. I mean, this is nice, though. Justin Jefferson, Saquon, and then Pitts. That's yeah, a see, that's start. the thing. That's what I like start. is like the best outcome is all of those players are the number one player at their position. Correct. It's not really crazy to say that. It's not a stretch at all. Okay, so the fourth round, I, I, would, I, I wish I could skip this round. Here. Yeah, <laughs> I hate all of the players in the fourth round. I mean, the, the guys that got in the fourth round here in, in like Yahoo drafts, Justin Herbert, 
who again is super early. Brees Hall for the Jets, who isn't even quite mm-hmm. yet the starting running back for them. Jalen yeah. Waddle for the so the number two receiver for a Dolphins team with led by Tua. DJ Moore for the Panthers. Deontay for the Steelers. George Kittle like Terry McLaurin for Carson Wentz's Washington Commanders. I don't like any of these dudes. Josh Jacobs is here. I literally would pick Josh Jacobs fifty spots later, maybe. Well, the, the thing about this category or this round is that we're moving into number ones on teams that suck. And it used to be number ones and twos on teams that are good. That was rounds two and three. And now we're on number ones on teams that suck. We have Terry McLaurin. We have DJ Moore. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is a number two even. We have Travis Etienne. Like, we don't know if any of these teams are going to be good. It's one problem, Happy. Mike Williams is sitting right there, Craig. Yes, honestly. Mike Williams is probably has the most... I, I don't know. I, the, the team is going to put up the most points out of anybody on this list. Yes. We're so much higher on Mike Williams, though, and then other things. And part Realistically, at some point, you would probably just realistically take DJ Moore and hope that Mike Williams falls to you because right. of the chance that that's possible. That's something I've noticed when, I, when I've been doing mocks and just other drafts is that Williams tends to fall quite a bit further than I think he should. Yes. Um, but isn't this accounting for that? This is Yahoo's ADP. That's true. Um the other guys that I got, the other guys that I would probably circle here, Travis Etienne's on this list. And then, I don't know, how we feel about Deontay Johnson? I'm starting to get bullish again on him. I know that he gets, I know that he gets fake hurt every single game, yeah. um, which is always a, a roller coaster. But man, he looked really good in the last preseason game. Like he looked like he's just running really precise routes. He got open in the end zone. The, the play got called back and he scored a touchdown, but it was a hold. Um, but I mean, he, I don't know. I just like, I feel like we forget about him because there's been so much pick and type, but he's still sort of their number one guy. I just think compared to a lot of other guys on this list, his his opportunity and volume is so much less mm. defined and secure. Like Terry McLaurin, I would put my life on it that he's going to lead the team in targets and probably by 50%. Deontay Johnson, I, you know, with the quarterback situation and with how many players they have on offense that can be utilized, I don't know. I just don't feel as confident that he's going to get the workload. The other guy who's in this list, and I think we should mention this because we've he's been a Glansburg this preseason. We really have not talked about him, is Darren Waller. He's he's practiced one time yeah. this entire offseason. I'm starting to get very worried about this. I think he has a well, for a long time it was an undisclosed injury. And now is it a hamstring he's been dealing with? It's a with? hamstring issue, but he also wants a new contract from this new Patriots regime that's taken over uh, the Raiders. So yeah. Who you know? Who knows? It's a hold in, maybe. Um, Either way, it's not good, right? It's not good if he has an injury that's kept him to like one practice. It's not good if he wants a contract from yeah a Patriot, Josh McDaniels, and like is the Josh McDaniels organization going to start their tenure by giving a thirty? How old is Waller? Thirty year olds? Twenty nine? Almost thirty? He's almost twenty nine year old tight end. Like you know, like like a big contract that just seems deeply unlikely, especially because he's not exactly a blocker. So I, I don't right. either way. I don't think it's great. So I, I'm not like interested in Darren Waller. So let's whittle it down. To me, this comes down to I think it's DJ Mike, Moore. Mike Williams or DJ Moore. How are we feeling about Baker? I mean, unless Craig wants to pull out a veto for his Mike Williams love, I think we take DJ Moore. That's fine. We have them side by side in our rankings. Yeah, we all like DJ Moore. We all think he's really good. If he can finally score like eight touchdowns, he's going to be a high end wide receiver too, maybe wide receiver one. And honestly, I think we're okay with not going with a running back here because there are a few other guys in the next two rounds that we kind of like to be our second back. DJ Moore's been in Glansburg for us too, I think. We just haven't so, really talked about him that much. Well, he just doesn't do anything worth talking about, if we're being honest. Who cares about Yeah, DJ but this, Moore? this is supposed to be our favorite guys in every round. We haven't talked about him. I thought you wanted to do Mike Williams then? <laughs> Screw it. Whatever Mike Williams is, you can talk about him. DJ Moore's, had, 
1,100 yards every single year for the past three years and exactly four touchdowns for the past. Completely and utterly unremarkable. All right. Fifth round here. Uh, This range, I I just love Cortland Sutton. Honestly, Cortland Sutton for the Broncos is the kind of upside. I just love it. And again, the upside of having Cortland Sutton be like Russell Wilson's guy in this Denver offense, and then you might be able to plug him in as your flex. And like generally speaking, you do want your flex to be a receiver the way you do your draft. I, this is when I think about like an awesome draft, Saquon at running back, Kyle Pitts, and then our receivers are what? Justin Jefferson. We'd have Mike Williams and DJ Moore. I didn't know you know what we just decided. And then like, uh, <laughs> we did. <laughs> I can't keep track. And then Cortland Sutton is your third guy. That's exactly kind of what I'm thinking about. I love Cortland Sutton. I'm very, I'm starting to get nervous. We're overhyping him though, <laughs> but let's go with it. I feel like he's going to be the go-to guy. I know. I mean, but this is why you throw a bunch of darts at the receivers in the middle. You try to get five of the top 40, if you can, five of the top 50, and you're going to have three receivers every week. That's the whole point. Yeah. Craig Craig looks so skeptical. It's unbelievable. Well, I'm just thinking about what we're going to do at running back coming up here. And and, and it, it gets pretty bleak pretty quickly. There's essentially, you're the one who talked us out of running back in the first round. So you gotta, you gotta get us out of this hole. Well, AJ Dillon is sitting here staring at us in the face. And I love AJ Dillon as an RB two. I think he's probably the best back remaining. If you if you peek ahead to round six, there's Clyde. That's about it. J.K. Dobbins, I guess. Damian Harris. You peek ahead to round seven. Miles Sanders. Like, are we comfortable? I'm with- fine. I'm kind of honestly. I'm kind of fine waiting to outside the top 100 than going running back. Like, if we don't go running back here, I want to wait four more rounds and just get like Damian Pierce, basically. And I think that's an important discussion though, because that's I, I yeah, basically because. I'm pretty confident like, in the leagues I do. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're, I think that it's worth betting that you're going to beat your friends to waivers and getting a running back during the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just pay more attention. I actually don't disagree <laughs> with you. I, I do think the least important position in fantasy football is your RB2 because you can find that guy on the waiver wire. Interesting. Um, okay. I I'm personally into this. I'm into wouldn't want then. AJ Dillon here, but okay. I guess what I'm saying is I kind of want to commit, if we're not taking AJ Dillon now, I don't want to take him for like, I don't want to take a running back for at least like 25 more picks. All right. So a question real quick, because we, we all differ on this a little bit. Do you guys like Allen Robinson or Corden Sutton more? Because Allen Robinson is sitting right here too in this range. I've got, I've got Allen Robinson slightly higher. You guys have Allen Robinson slightly lower. In our rankings, we have them literally back to back. We have yeah. Allen Robinson forty first, and we have Cortland Sutton forty second. I have I would rather have Cortland Sutton because yeah. I feel like the admittedly the floor is probably like lower, but I think the ceiling's higher because at the end of the day, the ceiling to me of the number one receiver for Russell Wilson and the Broncos, I'd rather have than like Allen Robinson ceiling as the number two behind Cooper Cup for the Rams, and like splitting hairs at one point. <laughs> but I just think Cortland Sutton's yeah. incredible. I think I agree. I think I would take Cortland. All right, let's do it. He has been getting like really consistent buzz from camp. I think that's like the big thing. So here's the, because now we're looking at the next round. You know what I'm thinking as we're talking about our freaking perfect draft? This next group, I mean, I just see Gabe Dave sitting here. I see Juju sitting here. Michael Thomas. Jalen Hurts. I kind of want to take a receiver. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. Would you want to go a rushing quarterback? Would you want to go a receiver? Well, Heifetz, are you going to strong arm us into taking Trey Lance at quarterback? (laughs) <laughs> well I'll, I'll look this is a democracy i'm going to tell you my thoughts if we don't take jalen hurts right now i think that we either get trey lance around early or you just wait and you settle for like yeah. whoever's the last like quarterback rogers aaron Rodgers, stafford or kirk cousins and we just take them in like the 12th round 
Overall, though, you know what? As much as I do love Justin Jefferson, sometimes I do feel more comfortable with like the two running backs up top, that first run running back. Yeah. Because I like not thinking about it for like 10 more picks. Until they get hurt week two. Yeah. You know what? You're like scarred. You can't just always have that attitude. You're like, you're. you're... I'm scarred by the data, by math. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I toss out Michael Thomas here? Sixth round? Yes. Tell us about. So, Craig, you're you're all in on the Saints this year. I think it's actually a, a good bet because uh, we don't really know exactly what Jameis is going to bring under this new coaching staff. He And he was like, when they utilized him last year, he was pretty damn good in fantasy, right? Like, it didn't last very long because he tore his ACL, but th- he, this team, I think this offense just has untapped potential that we don't re- we're not really accounting for because they were so run heavy last year. They looked so terrible at times last year with Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon. Was Trevor Simeon their starter for a little while last year? Yeah. I can't even remember. It was like bleak. Um, but yeah, I think Michael Thomas, we haven't seen him in two years and we haven't seen Jameis, you know, much lately too. So I think that there's a lot of untapped potential here to go big picture for a second. The reason that all of us, but often me are just shit talking all these middle round running backs are because the other guys going in like real drafts right around here, Jacob Dobbins to the Ravens, Damian Harris to the Patriots. And again, Damian Harris led the, like, or had 15 rushing touchdowns last year. And was still like 19th among all running backs. Yeah. And the reason is because Gabe Davis is sitting here. Juju's sitting here. Michael Thomas is sitting here. Darno Mooney for the Bears. Chris Godwin for the Bucks. I'm not saying whichever receiver we pick right now will definitely be the best of the group. But throwing a dart at that range when Debo went in like the seventh round last year. This is where Debo was going. Cooper Cup was going. Just where Jamar Chase was going. You want to be throwing darts at that instead of these running backs. Yeah, the upside's so high. The upside is, and we so have high all these. All we guys. have all these receivers very similar. So w- I, I guess I would vote Gabe Dave lightly, but I'm not like married to it. Gabe Dave, Amon Ross here, Michael Thomas, Godwin, I'll man, look. Godwin's just sitting there too. I, I'm not convinced on Godwin because we have. I, I like our rule of like a guy's coming back from the ACL injury, especially like a late season ACL tear, like Chris Godwin tore his ACL in like week 14. I'm not. You have to kind of forget the name. Because they're not going to be that guy necessarily right off the jump. Think about how rested Michael Thomas's ACLs are. <laughs> Maybe too I think rested. we go Michael Thomas here. and Let's play for the upside. This guy has the potential right, yeah. to be like a top seven receiver in the league. And you can get him in the sixth round. And he's going to be our fourth wide receiver. And also, like like Heifetz just said with the dead zone of running backs and how how great the wide receivers are in those rounds. I actually think that there, there is fertile ground in the later rounds at running back. There's like this ugly zone between like rounds four and seven. But then once you get to like eight, nine, and 10, there's actually running backs who I'm at maybe still comfortable starting on my fantasy team. So it kind of works out perfectly to wait through those middle rounds and not draft a running back then. So right now our team is Saquon at running back. And then we have Justin Jefferson, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, and Michael Thomas at receiver. Yeah, like, come on. And we have Kyle Pitts at tight end. This is the perfect draft, guys. This guy's draft is perfect. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Next round. There's a theme here. 
there's still good receivers available. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Thielen <laughs> is here. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I like Dallas Goddard in this range, but we already took Kyle Pitts, so he's not. Honestly, there's a world where part of me wishes we, like, the the, uh, the alternative universe is if we didn't go Kyle Pitts, I would like Dallas Goddard here, or if we hadn't gone Justin Jefferson in the first round, you know, maybe well, we, do we... Do we get a, a fifth receiver here, or do you guys not care? Well, it would only be our fourth. We only have three receivers currently. We have Cortland Sutton. Oh, no, we have four. So we have we Justin had... Jefferson, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, and Michael Thomas. So we had to have our flex filled. I'm fine taking five receivers, and then you don't have to come back to the position, honestly, if you want. You take five, and you can take one more. I like I like the value here. I mean, I, yeah, like this is where you hammer the receiver position, I think. Or do you go back-to-back running backs in seven and eight, round seven and eight, and hope that one of them hits. You take Miles Sanders and then Chase Edmonds or Tony Pollard or Rashad Penny, and you get two of those four guys. I'd rather take receivers in this. This is like the this is like the dead zone. This we're taking a bench like, guy in round seven. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of okay with it. DK, what do you think? Well, you have to account for injuries. You have to account for schedule. You have to account for uh, buys. I don't know. I don't, it's like he's, he may be he may be on your bench some weeks, but. Having that depth. And again, it's like opportunity costs. Are you going to be able to get a guy who can score this many points later on? Um, probably. But <laughs> like, 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 let me just make this pitch. We're in round seven right now, and we're we're staring at Adam Thielen. I know you both love Adam Thielen. I like him too. I do. And there's like Rashad Bateman, there's Elijah Moore, Hunter Renfro. Two rounds later, we're Christian Kirk, Alan Lazard. So, you know, uh Chris Olave, uh, they are going very. There are good receivers available. I'm saying those later. guys are all great, but like, is there really that big of a difference between Christian Kirk and Adam Thielen? We can get him two rounds later, and right now we can start to throw darts at running backs that we think have a decent potential, like Rashad Penny, Tony Pollard, Chase Edmonds. So this conversation is why we do the tiers exercise because what Craig said is correct. Like, you want to be able to look and you're like, okay, I value these guys all loosely in the same group, and if there's like 12 receivers left of the same group. And there's like three running backs left. Like you do generally want to be looking at the tiers of who's left. So if that's true, would you want to go? We could go quarterback, you grab a Dak, or do you, what would you want? Like a, like, that's my thing is running back Devin Singletary's here. I'm like, oh, you could just wait and just get, I don't like any of the other. That's the whole point. I don't like these other options. I don't like Miles Sanders. So I guess my thoughts in a nutshell, I think that this is still such, generally speaking, this is still such prime receiver value territory that, I think, generally speaking, if you're not like comfortable, I mean, you can take running backs here. I just think, generally speaking, I don't think there's a huge difference between grabbing like Devin Singletary now or waiting like two rounds and you can probably still get Tony Pollard. And I don't know. Part of me thinks that if you want those running back slots filled by like, I don't know, into your first seven, eight picks, I would just take the running back in the first round. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I kind of just think that at the end of the day, I want another dart at, run, at receiver here. I don't. I, I will I will leave it up to you guys, but I actually still would vote grabbing a receiver. That's fine. I think DK's leaning towards that as well. My take is basically I like the receivers in this spot. I don't like the running backs. So I'm just going to take the player that I think has the highest upside, not trying to fill out like the roster kind of deal. You can always trade. You know, you can always get the waiver wire going. So that's what I that's what I do in this position. So you want to do Adam Thielen? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Adam Thielen in this offense is going to is I to be and we have Jefferson the, and Thielen now which is a little weird but I don't really care <laughs> it's kind of cool yeah we essentially can't be disappointed if we watch a Vikings game <laughs> Irv Smith just gets three touchdowns okay so this next round 
We could go, I mean, running back or quarterback. And this is kind of what I'm talking about. I don't know. We can still get Tony Pollard here. It's our second running back if we want. We can still get Ramondre Stevenson. I like Chase Edmonds or Rashad Penny. Chase Edmonds. I would do Chase Edmonds. Chase totally. Edmonds is good. I, I like this one a lot, actually. Um, if you notice in the Dolphins last preseason game, he looked really dynamic. He looked explosive. They utilized him in the passing game. I've always thought um, he was good. He always passed the yeah. eye test. He, to me, is like one of those running backs whose ADP is like way too low, way too low. It's just because so of the uncertainty in the Miami value. backfield. Nobody really yeah. knows what the split's going to look like. But if he gets like the Elijah Mitchell role. Exactly, exactly. I, I have faith in uh, Mike McDaniel to like design a good run game, get him like opportunities to like, you know, pick up big plays. And I don't have a ton of faith in guys like Mostert and Sony Michelle kind of like taking big parts of this run game from him. So I'm all in. I like this Chase Evans pick a lot. I think he's I, like I a this. very sneaky RB2. Well, hold on here. Sorry, I'm just throwing wrenches in this pod. Heifetz <laughs> mentioned grabbing Lance, and if we do it, it should be a round early. That would mean we'd have to get him right now because Lance's ADP is in the next round, the ninth round, and we're in the eighth right now. So if we want Lance, and if anybody wants Lance in their draft and they're in a snake, they will probably have to reach for him if they want to secure that they can get him, especially this late when there's not a lot of quarterbacks left. So if we want Lance, should we grab him around early? Well, it's a perfect draft, so can't we cheat and just say we'll get him like where he usually goes? <laughs> well, your advice was that you're going to have to get him around early. Yeah, well, yeah, you probably will. But like, it's our perfect draft, so he falls to us in the round where he's normally going. And like, let's just cheat. Okay. <laughs> Chase Edmonds it is. We're saying you were going to get him a hundredth. And I mean, that is where he's being drafted. Yeah, perhaps. It's the perfect draft, not compromise for your like it's your fear of your friends skipping you draft. <laughs> okay, true. All right. So that means ninth round, we're taking Trey Lance. We're, we're missing out on guys like, honestly, no one that great. Melvin Gordon, Drake London, Christian Kirk, and Alan Lazard. I like a lot, but you know. Yeah. And I think that, that and that, that's a that's a big, I, I think that's a good point, Craig. But I, I do think that it's also worth considering the possibility of like Trey Lance is like a value if you follow him. Like you don't necessarily like I forget where he's ranked in ESPN. Something like 120, 125 yeah, or something. His ADP like, or whatever rankings are so we're still taking him like twenty five spots of where he, he might be on the ESPN platform. And so uh, you know it's important to always remember like where guys are ranked relative to like the website you're on because that's the numbers next to their names are always going to drive. But this right now, this team we have, again, it's the perfect draft, but it's like Trey, we have Trey Lance at quarterback. Now we have Saquon at running back. We have Chase Edmonds at uh, second running back. Receivers are Justin Jefferson, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is our fifth receiver, and Kyle Pitts is our tight end. It's this pretty sweet. I love this. It's sweet. So that brings us to the to the 10th round here. And the guys, there's a, the, the we got Chris Olaves hanging around, Chase Claypool, Brian Robinson, Damian Pierce, Kirk Cousins. Damian Pierce is staring me right in the face. Yeah, he is a glaring one to me here that I really want to get him. Yeah, team. we need depth. That's a good one. He's got high upside. He doesn't have to start for us. Yeah, if you missed the show earlier, he basically has been given the starters treatment for the Texans now. Like he is their starter by all by all accounts, by all prog prognication. What is it? Prognostication. Prognostications. How about you use prediction, which is like there a word go. people use to not Let's sound do smart. That. But Let's do something. that. Which like, it's not hard that he like already has potentially secured this role. He's going up against Marlon Mack, who's coming off an, an Achilles tear, and Rex Burkhead, who's like 35 years old. So <laughs> Any rookie getting starters treatment is really interesting to me. I Damian like Pierce says really like rare. your RB3 or 4 is, I think, pretty sweet. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's pretty wild that he played one preseason game, got like six carries, and they're like, we're good. And we're choosing him we've over like Kadarius Tony. We've talked a lot about Kadarius Tony. We're taking him over this point. Kadarius Tony keeps getting hurt, man. And we have and we have, we're deep right now at wide receiver. Chris Olave, I would love to have, but oh well. 
Brian Robinson's a good one here too, though. Like just to shout him out. I still I would take Pierce over Robinson still at this point, just because I think he has less competition. Antonio Gibson still I think is going to be a part of this offense. But there's a chance that Brian Robinson is the starter for Washington, and you can get him in the tenth round. Now we're in the one twenties. And this is where rankings kind of go out the window because people are just going to start becoming wild cards. Yeah. We only have three running backs, so you want to start doing that. Having said that, Garrett Wilson for the Jets, or honestly, dude, George Pickens for the Steelers. Part of me just wants to add that. I know six receivers, probably a lot already. I mean, I'm down with that. Like, I'm just saying, at, at this point, Pickens is up there, or like we have to start throwing darts at the running back position. How do you guys feel about Naheem Hines? I would because uh, ha- you buy like in this hype PR draft. No, yeah. I, I'm not taking Hines that have because here's the thing. What's the best version of Naheem Hines this season? If Jonathan Taylor doesn't get hurt, what's like the best version of Naheem Hines? He's like he's like souped up J.D. McKissick. Yeah. Which could be good. Would ha- like I, he's not going to have a Danny Woodhead role because they have Jonathan. Taylor. I don't know. I feel like Hines isn't doing it for me. Like and I, I love Naheem Hines a couple years ago, but I, I feel like it's. I would rather just have. So you'd go, you would go like Pickens over a guy like Hines? Dude, I, I, I haven't just mentioned Russell Gage. Like, Russell Gage is kind of just chilling down here. And, yep. Has, like, Julio Jones kind of killed Russell Gage's draft value. And I'm not sure that should be the case, especially with right. Mike Williams banged up, Godwin's banged up. Like, Gage is the only guy who's not either 35 or hurt on the Bucks right now. Completely agree. So you want to do Gage? I mean, he'd be our sixth wide receiver, but it's just, it's just, it's value. <laughs> All right, I'm down. It's the I'm point, down. man. Vacuum it up. All right, so we got Russell Gage. Now we're in the 12th. We do want Gage over Pickens. Wow, that's like our, our I mean, old. I would, I would rather take Pickens because you know how I work, but well, we're playing ceiling versus yeah. floor here. Gage, obviously higher floor, Pickens, higher ceiling. So let's just see, let's do the ceiling. Let's do George Pickens. Screw it. Well, technically, George Pickens is the twelfth round. We're in the eleventh. Yeah, so. but that, but he's not. But that's the. It all goes out the window once you're in the twelfth round, one hundred twentieth. No one cares anymore about like he's an exciting rookie name that people have been hearing about on Sports Center or like Instagram or whatever. At that point, people don't care if you're reaching twelve spots. So like, if you want the exciting rookie, you have to get him ten spots early. Oh, now that's okay. But in the ninth round with Trey Lance, it's like, well, it's <laughs> the perfect draft, yeah. Craig. I feel I like you guys oh aren't understanding the rules of this exercise. Like, whenever Heidi decides, right there on the dock, <laughs> like you can see where these guys are going per ADP per round. Let's stick with it. George Pickens in the twelfth. So we yeah, got, baby, we perfect got draft. Gage. In the 11th, George Pickens in the 12th. Now we definitely need a running back. Well, yeah, geez, now we're just going crazy. I'm going Kenneth Gainwell right here. Yeah, Kenny Gaines. It's uh, slightly concerning to downright alarming that Boston Scott was playing ahead of Gainwell in this last uh, preseason game. That does make me a little bit concerned about Gainwell's overall role in the offense this year. But I still think he can grab a hold of that pass-catching role um, in this offense where you know he's playing on second down or third downs he's playing in the two minute drill he's getting options in the red zone where he's like utilized as a pass catcher split out things like that i I still think there's the upside there um and maybe boston scott is more or less the handcuff for miles sanders so um i'm willing to take a bet at this late in the draft like kenneth gainwell for sure i'm i'm really excited about drafting i think so too i mean that works for me it's we need running backs and then going to like you know the next round like now we're like the freaking 160s we're late now we're really just down in the muck I mean, Tyler Algier, the rookie for the Falcons. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I like him just be their running back this year. And Khalil Herbert for the Bears. I kind of think upside, it's got to be Algier just because how even how good is the Bears running back going to be this year? If, unless David Montgomery's hurt, like how how good can Khalil Herbert actually be compared to, I don't know. 
I'm much more optimistic for Tyler I mean, Algier. The, like the Falcons the are <laughs> the Falcons aren't good, but at least Arthur Smith has a history of pulling pretty oddly decent offenses out of his butt. And like I, I don't know. I think that I'd rather bet on like a zone scheme running back in the Falcons. And like I again, these are literally the young running backs for two of the worst teams in the NFL. But I think the Mariota Falcons have much more of a chance to be relevant and have like a semblance of a running game than the Bears to me. DK, what do you think? So I've been all I've been all over the place on Algier. At this point in the 14th round, it's really not that big of a deal either way. But like Algier in the first preseason game, I think was playing with like the third and fourth string. And then in the, in the second preseason game, he did get some reps with the ones. So I still think it's a pretty big gamble that he's actually going to even have a role in the offense. He's a fourth round pick. Like that doesn't guarantee him anything. Um, but he could be like at the end of the day, the best running back on this team, the best pure running back. Obviously, Cordero Patterson is ahead of him, but yeah, I, I think he's definitely worth just taking a flyer on. He's going to stick him at the end of your bench, and if he becomes the starter, then that has a ton of value. You could trade him, or you can you know roll with him as your RB two in certain weeks or whatever. And there's value there. So to me, this late, it's not really worth arguing too much about it. I do like Algier. I think he's talented, and like the situation is good for him to potentially have a big role. All right, I'm I'm fine with that. That's basically our team. So. We can go. D- DK doesn't care about defense, but I'll, I'll just. <laughs> I mean, I, I. I mean, look, it's it's defense. It's hard to predict. I mean, the Bills' defense hard to go wrong. Uh, 49ers could have a really good D this year. The Rams obviously are going to go high. Um, I think the Colts could have a weirdly good defense. And honestly, dude, also the Saints. The yeah, Saints' maybe. defense is like underrated, and I think could be fantastic this season. So there's a lot of good options. Patriots. I mean, you kind of, it's kind of nice to always just roll the Patriots when in doubt if they fall to you, but the Ravens defense, and I, I, I would say the Saints, it's obvious to throw the Bills out there. I would say the Saints defense. I'm into Kicker, it. Kicker, Evan McPherson. Love that Bengals. guy. If you, like, like <laughs> he literally sat and watched the Super Bowl show at halftime. I mean, if you're going to, like, you actually get your pick at litter, you should be your last pick, but if Evan McPherson is there, you should take Evan McPherson. Oh, I, Justin Tucker's, like, the guy and been the guy. Evan McPherson's more fun to me than Justin Ooh, Tucker. are you going to pass in the torch already? Wow. I am. Because it's okay. like Evan McPherson's more fun than Justin Tucker. We're talking about <laughs> kickers here. I don't care who's yeah. fun. Give me the guy who is the best. It's our dream. I mean, Evan McPherson's the man. It's easy to say Justin Tucker. Um, okay, so here's our team. And I, let's our do a little autopsy. Pretty, our team is great. I'm loving it. We have Trey team. Lance at quarterback. We did not have a backup quarterback. I usually do like to do Kirk, but realistically... We hey, it's fine. If you're in a 12-team, 1QB league, you're fine. He can stream. Saquon at running back with Chase Edmonds as our running back too. And then we also have like... Damian Pierce, the Texans running back. And then we have Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles, Tyler Ogier at Falcons. We're a little light at running back. Receivers are stacked. We have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. We have Mike Williams, Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton, uh, Russell Gage, George Pickens. We have insane receiving talent. Kyle Pitts at tight end. Here's my question. This mm. is allegedly our perfect draft. Mm-hmm. Let's be on. Look ourselves in the mirror for a second. Would we be happier with this team if instead of Justin Jefferson in the first round, we had taken like Derrick Henry, we need to say Derrick Henry. Like, we're taking a running back. Derrick Henry or Najee Harris. If our team was instead of what we had, would you rather have Saquon and, like, Derrick Henry at running back or Saquon and Dalvin Cook, Saquon and Najee Harris? And then instead of Justin Jefferson, we just have to live with Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, Russell Gage, George Pickens, and we have to decide who to play each week. I mean, this is the... This is the big this is question. The age of the old universe. question. Yeah. This so is it's the, the age old question. I, here's why I asked the question, not because we need an answer. I think for everybody listening, you need to know this yourself going into your draft because I imagine everyone listening, you probably kind of have a gut feel of like, oh, I don't like that or I like that. The answer is you can do both. 
Some people are going to be like, yeah, I don't care about my running back spot. Like, I'm better at finding running backs and waivers than my friends. I'm happy to chase Edmonds. Like, I'm happy to do the value. Like, I'd rather that. Um, totally. F- but, like, some people are going to hear, like, Damian Pierce is your third running back and, like, mm-hmm. kind of freak out. Like, Craig's instinct there in the fifth round of, like, are we going to, like, wait on this is a little crazy. So I think if we re- – I think we all really strongly believe that if you can vacuum that receiver value in the middle of the top 100, right? That allows us to get Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, Russell Gage, George Pickens. But you kind of have to know your gut check going in. Are you cool to wait on your second running back for a long time? Because if not, maybe you do want a running back two of the first three picks. I just think that's important to know. For me, I'm okay with it, but also I'm totally fine not taking a risk. Like I, I might not need to reach for Jamar Chase and I'll just take Derrick Henry maybe in the first round if you feel Derrick Henry and Kamara, Derrick Henry and Saquon, and just I'll take six receivers in my next 10 spots. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think, so we, Craig, I think said this earlier in the pod, like having your weakest spot be RB2 is fine with me. Like, I think that's okay because you can do so many things on the waiver wire all year long. Um, there's so many injuries at the position. You can pick up guys that get you through weeks alternatively like having going full on two rbs you know, with your first two picks you have really sky high potential on that team yes but again it's high variance that's the problem so it just kind of depends on like your personality it's like a myers-briggs thing like are you willing to eat that or are you willing to take that risk that one of these guys could just get hurt for five six seven eight games a, week, a year um and deal with that or do you just want to go for the top tip top potential in terms of you know, your starting lineup, if you have two elite running backs, like you're going to be hard to beat too. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, this is the age old question. It's how do you build your team? Um, I generally don't do the two RBs to start, start out, but it's not like that's never been successful. It's definitely been successful. It's just, you know, it just depends on kind of like what you want to be. It does hammer home for me. Like don't have the job. Don't pass on like the, the Cortland Sutton's for Josh Jacobs's or Antonio Gibson's. That's, I think this exercise makes it stronger for me. I like the safety of having elite, elite wide receivers who every week, week in and week out, week in and week out are going to be on the field and they're going to be like putting up numbers. Having, I think just having guys like Sutton and Mike Williams is fine, but having Justin Jefferson as your number one, I really think makes a big difference. And two 27-year-old running backs as your first two picks, it just scares me. Dalvin Cook's never played a full season. I just don't like that. I don't like putting my entire team in that basket personally. To me, wide receivers are just safer. You're going to make the playoffs if you have Stefan Diggs and Jamar Chase and Cortland Sutton. You just probably will. So to play devil's advocate, what if Saquon gets hurt and we're wrong and now you're just totally weak at, at, at running back? Is, have we made a mistake with all these receivers? Well, that's why I was opting for like A.J. Dillon or like James Connors types. You know, I, I think I like going with a safe pick in the first round and then in the second and third rounds, you can get your Saquon and a James Connor or a Saquon and a Zeke. Something like that. Or like adding an A.J. Dillon in the fifth, a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. That's where I kind of land. I think we waited a bit too long, but we're... So is Pitts too much of a... uh, Too expensive or whatever for for what we got there? I think we're definitely like a little bit... We're we're thinking with our, you know what, rather than our brains with Kyle Pitts. (laughs) We're a bit horny, yeah. But like A.J. Dillon was there in the fifth, we passed. Clyde was there in the sixth, we passed. I think we could have done something like that and felt a little bit better. I'm just like... So yeah, there's a world in which Pitts is a luxury or whatever like we're just wanting the cool car in, in that spot but at the same time imagine if Pitts and justin jefferson both have like outlier seasons like you will win this league yeah but you could still have both of them and aj Dillon. that's the point of this exercise is 
you can't, you're going to have to make sacrifices or compromises somewhere and just like make them on purpose, ideally, than by yeah. accident. That's really all I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm not, we're not taking Josh Allen early on purpose. And we went with the tight end, you know, just whatever you're doing, just understand what's happening as you go and know what you're comfortable with or not. So, yeah. Emails? Yeah. Emails. That was our perfect draft. Couple emails. We got an email. We got, oh, we have a, an update from Cal on, we were talking about the, that reality show, the Naked, <laughs> naked Attraction show yeah. on our last pod. Yeah. The British reality wow. show where you it's even of, better than I imagined. We were we were debating whether there was actual nudity or if it was blurred out, um, because in this Puritan country that we live in, there's not much nudity on cable TV. You, I feel like you went backpacking in Europe 20 years ago and you it, it, it changed you. I'm telling you, it was culture shock to see commercials with full frontal nudity. <laughs> like, that's, that's not that's not a thing, right? Oh, it's in absolutely Europe? a thing. Right Com now, commercials? there's a penis in a commercial in in Europe. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, I would love to know. Give I would be shocked. Some of our European uh, listeners give us give us the deals. Like I, I, I remember like being in, I remember being in Spain in a bar. A TV was on, and it was like, like graphic nudity in the commercial. <laughs> I don't know if this is maybe like. Is it possible you were drunk and they were just showing porn at a at a, at a bar? <laughs> no, this was like a TV show. It was like cable. Well, you don't speak Spanish, so how do you know? Maybe it was a well, parody. I did, I did speak Spanish at the time. I, I don't really speak oh. it anymore. Yeah. Lo siento. Okay. Uh, anyway, Europeans, give us the give us the, what's going on with that. Yeah, email to Ringer Fantasy Football. This email, this email will strengthen my argument. I think. Go for All it. All right, we'll read the email. Okay. So this is from Cal. 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 As a dedicated watcher of Naked Attraction, I feel like you need some more very important information on one of the strangest shows on British TV. <laughs> of course, there's no censoring. You see everything. Sometimes they ask them to dance, what? shake their bits, oh my put God. cream on their nipples, anything what? the person choosing wants. At the end of the show, the person choosing uh, gets naked as well, supposedly for no other reason than for people pick for the people they are picking to go, yeah, I like their boobs, dick, or bum. Date, the dates never go well because there's no compatibility in personality. <laughs> 75% of the time, you can tell they just want to bang. This is on TV, I, I apparently. Like, just nudity. And they're, like, asking them to sing. This feels like fraternity hazing or something as a TV show. This is, <laughs> or, like, sorority house hazing. This is this is unbelievable. What are they doing over there? So it's broadcast on you. Channel 4. Oh, my God. Isn't that, like, what the Great, Great British Baking Show is on like now? Like, the, our version of ABC. He yeah. did say it's late night. So it must be. But you're telling me the Great British Baking Show is on at like seven o'clock for families, and then they leave, and three hours later, the show this show's on. The I need same to know channel? if this is. I need to know from Cal. We need a thirty email from Cal. Is this like a, like a a, a premium cable show, like like a Cinemax that you can pay for Cinemax and get at like one a.m. Is it something like that <laughs> where it's technically on British TV, but oh it's not God, a part of the cable package? That's this is so funny. I'm around the Wikipedia right now. It says that the date they go in is at nine a.m. the next day. Oh my god, that's a very funny time to have. Have they not slept or or what? Why why is it well, nine a.m.? I, I, I this, don't know. This maybe, email, my, maybe it's like The Sims. It's like just a little woohoo, and then they go about their day. This show slash email reminds me of one of my favorite Deep Thoughts by Jack Candy. I'd like to see a nude opera because when they hit those high notes, I bet you can really see it in those genitals. <laughs> god. They ask him to sing. <laughs> What's happening with the genitals during those songs? Is what I want to know. DK's asking the, the real questions. Uh, here. These are these are what this is what people want to know, Craig. I don't know what's happened to this show recently. <laughs> I don't I don't know how we got on this 
track. Game of Thrones is back. (laughs) (laughs) Basically it. Yeah. All right, Cal, we need more from you once again. Give us more about this show. Email us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. We are Americans. We don't, we don't, we're not used to this kind of thing. You have to have like, is this premium cable or is this just on broadcast your traditional cable package? I need to know. Our is there full frontal nudity in commercials? That's what I want to know. We could Google. Well, no, let's, we have work computers. This is less fun. Let's not Google this on the work computers. All right. Um, Craig. Yeah. You have asked us to, I'm not totally up on this, judge the names of your brother's fantasy football league members. Just judge their names. Is that My what brother's work fantasy football league. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of listeners, I guess, in this league of our show, and they requested that we decide their draft order based on just their first names. And we can decide the order in any way we want by judging their names or, or whatever. So we get to decide <laughs> who drafts first and last and everything in between in this 12-team league. The best part is, I'm looking down the list. There's several people with the same name. So there's, there, I'm going to go through the names. There's Andrew C and Andrew K. There's Scott H1 and Scott H2. There's two Scott H's. And then we got okay. Mike, Corey, Sean, Theo, London, Martin, Alex, and Aaron. All right. There's wow. only one way to do this. I'm going to shoot from the hip. Craig, okay. you don't get a vote. DK, tell me if you disagree. London's got to be first. London's the best name. Why don't I get a vote? <laughs> I don't know. I, do, you're I not. Do you are know you not? People. You're not in this league, right, Craig? I don't know any of these people. This is my brother. Oh, you don't know any of these people. No, I've oh, never okay. met anybody here. Does anyone disagree? London's the best name on this. London's well, cool name. Well, I don't know. I part don't know. of me was like Theo's kind of cool, but part of me See, was I like think London Craig, and Theo are top thought. two. Yeah, but I, I don't care the on. order. But London and Theo are the top tier to me. They're like McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor. I thought the same thing, but then I was like, Theo and London have been dining off their cool names their entire life. <laughs> Who cares? That's, that's not the purview of this exercise. Our job is to judge. The, you're, now you're trying to like bring like what? Like there is no, th- there were no rules in the, in the, there's, we don't have to judge them on the coolest names. My brother said, we're giving you a list of 12 names. Decide the order. I don't care how. I would like to give, <laughs> I think Theo and London should get the first two picks. I just feel bad for the Mikes and the Alexes out there and the Andrews. Yeah. I don't I feel, feel bad, bad for Scott for H1 and Scott H2. Yeah. Andrew C and Andrew <laughs> K. Like, we're just going to give them like ninth and 10th because their name's Andrew C and Andrew K? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was. So we could give Mike. I love there's just a Mike in here. We just give Mike the first pick. That I was seems thinking funny. the same thing. Just give Mike the first pick. Yeah. Just Mike. Let's just give it to Mike. All right. Let's just give Mike the first pick. Fucking Mike. <laughs> Mike is the first pick. I like that we're going unexpected. Nobody would have thought Mike. <laughs> Sean, he spells it the S-E-A-N. He could get the second pick. That's like Sean Fennessy. We like that. Yeah. Should we just give Sean the second pick? Yeah, see, I think Theo and London are good. But also, I kind of like late round picks. So we got to figure I out what I think Aaron the- should be third. Why? I agree. I just, I just think Aaron should be third. I can't explain it. I, this whole thing's gut. <laughs> it's all from him. Hold on. We need to make one decision first. What is the worst pick in a, in a 12-team draft in your guys' opinion? I don't know. I'm ranking him. Like, it's too hard. I think it it's like the nine. Person. I don't know. It, it, it like really just depends on the person. It's like, nine just doesn't feel great to me. This is crazy. Not everyone's us. My brother is going to take Derrick Henry no matter what pick he has. If he's the first pick, my brother's going to take Derrick Henry. That, that like, like The idea of like us giving someone 10 because, oh, no, like you might have Derrick Henry. Who cares? They're, I just want to pick somebody who we think deserves the worst pick. I think that's funny. <laughs> Are you going to try and give it yeah, to your, your brother? brother? Oh, your brother's getting the worst pick. <laughs> I know who your, your brother is 12. on this, by No, the way. you don't know if he's Scott H1 or Scott H2, and neither do I. <laughs> Let's give Scott. 
Scott H one and Scott H two nine. Can't and 10, we just? Those are our least favorite picks. <laughs> I think that it's easy. Scott H. If you do, you think your brother would try to trick us? Because Scott H two is probably your brother. If you wanted us to not know. If I had to guess, I would say that's correct. But he could be going a step further and knew that I would think that. Oh, you're right. Triple reverse psychology. You're right. Here. That's like oh, so he's probably Scott H one, but he knew we would have this conversation. I also know he kind of likes, he, he's a late round guy. He likes going late round in his mocks. He's been mocking. We could be safe and just give the two Scott H's the top two picks. One yeah, and two. They, get one of the, they get the two best players. No, we can't do that. Do you think anyone is interested in this other than the 12 <laughs> people in this league? Do you think anyone's interested? Yeah, we got to hurry up. I think, I think London should have number four. We're going Mike, Sean, Aaron. We're going London. I, I, I think and then Theo, Theo. London and Theo, because we're, we're giving them top six. They could get somebody good. I like Martin. Martin's a great name. Yeah, Martin's a good name. Martin, Martin Underused name, right. Marty. Marty. Uh, I like a Andrew C. Can fit in Andrew C. here. I was thinking of Andrew K. Because Andrew W. K. Okay. We, I don't know what that means, but sure. You don't know who Andrew W. K. is? I don't either. Who's that? Andrew what? W. K. <laughs> you guys, what year were you born who is in? Nineteen Andrew W. K. American singer. Uh, Andrew W. K. Is he is the like his whole stage shtick is he loves to party. Like he he just wants to party hard. What does that what does that mean? Is he a singer or a stand-up? What does he do? Yeah, he's a singer. He's like a, a band guy. So he's band a band guy. Well, okay. he's like oh, you mean a musician? He's a character, I think. Well, I don't know. He's he he if he's not a character, he's very much just buys into this character. So we're going Corey at eight, and we're gonna go Scott H two and then Scott H one at nine and ten, which leaves Alex and Andrew C. For the final two. <laughs> Alex is last. <laughs> Hardcore Alex is last. Definitely. Okay. I kind of like the turn. Alex got the best pick in this whole thing. Alex got last. So we have, all right. So Mike, Sean, Aaron, London, Theo, Martin, Andrew K, Corey, Scott H2, Scott H1, Andrew C, Alex. <laughs> Scott H2 and one. Uh, shouts out, Mike. We didn't forget about the Mikes of the world. All right. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Whatever pick you want, Mike. There we go. Okay. Uh, thank you to all those people. Apologies to everybody who had to listen to that who's not in that league. Um, thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Trey Lance. I just think Trey Lance is going to be really good. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Andrew WK. That's what I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Well, thank you, Lauren. Now you Lauren. Thank you, Andrew WK. You guys got to look him up. Well, he, so he's in a band that the band he's in is called. He's the lead of the band, Andrew WK. Oh, the band is that? He's a he's like an artist. He's like Mariah Carey. What do you want? I don't know what you're like. What are you confused about? Well, you here? gave a shit for not knowing who he is, and I, I don't even. What is he even famous for? This is like the Mace thing. But he's even worse. very, very famous. I can't believe you guys have never heard of Andrew WK. I literally don't even know from what from music from TV, from music. Yeah, what do you mean from TV? He's a musical artist. <laughs> he's an artist. He's a he's yeah, a we music artist. The other day about Brett Michaels, whoever that had the the. He's a musician, but he was on. The, he had that TV show. Yeah, but he's famous from being a musician. That's why he got a TV show. You guys have never heard the song "Party Hard." I can't believe that. His Wikipedia describes him as a conceptual performance artist. Right. I'm not sure, what that means? He always is wearing extremely dirty white T-shirts that he's like hasn't taken off for a week. So um, he's a, a man in his twenties or thirties. He's just a man, <laughs> a pandemic man. I guess it, it's harder to explain Andrew WK than I thought it would be. This might be our, our largest blind spot in DK's list of musicians. Well, I think part of the blind spot is, I, I'm not going to lie, DK hasn't given us a reason yet. Like, what am I supposed to know? I don't know, that he was an extremely famous singer, artist, band guy in like the late 2000s or the late 
2010. But at uh, least when we had the yeah. Mace thing, where like he was doing songs with Biggie and Dre that were like featuring like number one on the Billboard. Like what? What did he do? Part? What was that? Party hard? What is that song? Yeah, party hard. Party hard. I'm I don't know who this man is. I can't believe that. I'm trying to figure out. I think he was on one of the Jackass movies, maybe. I love when like a, a name of a song that's ridiculous gets used in like very serious Wikipedia language. Like he had a single, he had a song called "I Get Wet." It's like "I Get Wet" earned positive press from publications. One of his songs is called "We Want Fun." He's just positive. He just wants to party and have fun and be happy. But also, okay. he like is like always bloodied up and stuff during his concerts. Yo, he's engaged to Cat Dennings. There you go. Do you guys know her? Yeah. That's uh, crazy. Another very famous. Oh, person. that's the two two broke girls. Yeah. Oh, well. That's, <laughs> cool. Maybe that's why he's famous. I don't know. There you go. I can't believe you've never even heard of him. I like. I could understand if you didn't know much about him, but like, never heard of Andrew WK. I've never heard of him. That's weird. This is like the SpongeBob thing all over again. Is this <laughs> what it sounds like when we quote SpongeBob to each other? Yeah. Nematodes. Okay, that's all we got. Okay. Shout out. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to figure out who Andrew WK is. Good luck to your drafts this weekend, everybody. Yes. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>